0: Welcome to the Pod 20, and this week, meet the equestrian who became a stripper. My special guest this week is Amy Frost from the Horse Hour podcast. I'll talk to Tom Fordyce from the Crowd Network about their podcast, Death of a Rockstar, and entrepreneur Simon Squibb will be on to tell us about the difference between living in Hong Kong and living in London. It's all happening on the Pod 20, which is broadcast throughout the pandemic, On podcast radio, the isolation station. Into the chart now, and at number 20, Feel Better Live More with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Episode 131 features Tim Spector. Why everything you've been told about food is wrong. At 19, Under the Kosh. The podcast with footballers, presented by John Parkin and Chris Brown. This week's guest is Paolo Di Canio. Eighteen is Death of a Rockstar from Crowd Network. The bloke behind the podcast is Tom Fordyce. Tom, can we talk about one of the artists you've featured, Marvin Gaye?
1: Yeah, shot by his dad. So I, I've always the, joke, that...
0: the joke is, like, the worst advice Marvin Gaye ever got was from his mother when she said it wouldn't kill you to visit your father now and again, which is yeah. a pretty tasteless joke, but... They were estranged, weren't they?
1: Yeah, his father was a a very complicated man, wasn't he? He was a a sort of preacher, but also uh, he cross-dressed in his private life. And Marvin Gaye had had this strange career, hadn't he, where he'd wanted to be a crooner at the start of his career and then he'd had all his hits with Motown where he had sort of the more upbeat stuff. And then he'd had that complete change of his career with what's going on, where he'd yeah. become, become almost like a sort of social campaigner. And it's an it's still an incredible album. It's what, in 1971 that came out, didn't it? And it's yeah. still, for me, it's still as powerful as it was when I well, first the, heard, the, I first there are, heard for it. For me,
0: there are, there are two big songs fro- from about that time, and, and they are... What's been going on, and then of course Sam Cooke changed. Change is going to come. On. I think those yeah. two are the, the same kind of. The, there was something going on, and they tapped into that. And yeah, Marvin Gaye was 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 one of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he was one of those who. So he died in 1984. Uh, so he was in one of those strange sort of mid '80s career hiatuses that a lot of the '60s stars had, where they hadn't adjusted to musical taste changing. And they still had that cachet, but people hadn't really rediscovered them. They weren't being deified as as they would be if they survived until this, the 90s or the noughties. Yeah. Um, but I wonder with Marvin Gaye what what he would have gone on to achieve because his voice is still there. Yeah. He still has that incredible voice where he can do the deep growly stuff, but he can do the high falsetto stuff. There's an amazing clip that you might have seen, Graham, which, which always blows my mind, which is you can find it on YouTube and it's Marvin Gaye singing, and I heard it through the grapevine. And they stripped out everything else but his vocal so if you search for marvin Gaye, heard it through the grapevine vocal yeah, i'll only, check
0: that i haven't heard that it's no.
1: the most extraordinary vocal performance when you hear just the, vo- the voice on its own the, the tricks he's doing and the the way he's using his voice the way you can make it sound angry and sad and happy and melancholic almost in the same lyric it's an extraordinary thing to hear
2: Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew. About your plans to
0: make me blue With some other guy you knew before
2: Between the two of us guys you know I love you more It took me by surprise, I must say When I found out yesterday Don't you know that I heard it
0: through the grapevine Not much longer would you be mine Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, I'm just about to lose my mind, honey, honey. Well, death of a rock star is at number 18 this week, and Tom Fordyce will be back on next week to talk about another Crowd Network podcast, death of a sports star, at 17. It's football weekly from the guardian 16 is sword and scale the true crime podcast covering the dark side of human nature at 15 the equestrian podcast horse hour with amy frost how long you been doing the podcast now amy
3: oh gosh uh well since 2015 right so what's that what have we got five years wow i know and i'm still broke <laughs>
0: You are making some kind of money yeah. from it, though, aren't you? Yeah,
3: a little bit, you know. Podcasting's never going to make you a millionaire, Graham.
0: Well, now it's been mentioned on podcast radio, you just never know your look.
3: Oh, you know, it, I think it would be like winning the lottery. I'd be This is excited.
0: the break you were looking for, Amy. Yes, it this is, is it. <laughs> Now, who's it for? Who, who should listen to Horse Hour? So,
3: well, Horse Hour was originally made for horse lovers. So I loved my horse very much. Uh, but our industry is a bit clicky everybody thinks that they have the answers to everything so what are you feeding your horse what rug are you putting on your horse how long you ride your horse for it's very very critical and i kind of got a bit fed up of people telling me what to do with my horse all the time when they weren't experts so i thought hey you know i'm going to actually ask the experts and i'll interview some of the top riders in the world and some veterinary experts and um and put it on a podcast so I remember getting our first six listeners and being so excited. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, six people have actually listened to me. Um, They're crazy. And I thought, well, I better release another episode. So I asked Monty Roberts, who um, he's world renowned for being a great horseman. and, um, And he's also great at telling his story. His story is fascinating. And I thought, well, you know, loads of people listen to that. And then before I knew it, we were in the iTunes chart. And so I kind of kept going from there.
0: And is it just for like posh, horsey set people?
3: No, it's for poor people like me. So we've got no money. We eat beans on toast. All our money goes on our horses. And we'll happily live in a caravan and drinking tea um, and, and starve ourselves for our horses to have the best. And how often do you put the podcast out? Every Monday. It was started from a networking hour on Twitter. And it was an hour where people all over the world who loved horses could talk to each other. And it was like the new website forum. So we were the first ever networking hour for horsey people. So that's why it was called Horse Hour. And then I thought, well, you know, I'll start a podcast and it'll be an hour long. So it's an hour of talking about horses. Do you make it an hour? I did to start with. Right. So in America, the traveling average traveling journey is 45 minutes. The journey is 45 minutes. So an hour podcast means that someone can listen to it for their whole journey. Whilst in the UK, the average uh, commute is 30 minutes. So actually I was getting a better response from my listening figures by people uh, listening to the, the 30 minute podcast and the hour podcast. They'd cut off ah. halfway through otherwise. Hmm. So I right. keep them to around 30, 30, 40 minutes.
0: So horse hour is not actually an hour
3: no it's not an hour that's i'm
0: that's (laughs) uh, that's fine no that's fine because you know if you look at something like jazz fm the radio station it's not on fm oh okay so you can call it whatever you like horse hour with amy frost is at number 15 this week coming up we'll find out what podcasts that amy listens to number 14 the true crime podcast anatomy of murder 13, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Fascinating conversations with the most insightful people in the world. At 12, The Good Luck Club with the entrepreneur Simon Squibb. Simon, you lived for a long time in Hong Kong. Now you're living in London?
4: Yeah, living in North London.
0: And so the, is the lifestyle in London compared to Hong Kong? I suppose London probably seems quiet by comparison, doesn't
4: it? Yeah, I mean, that's it. A lot of my family live. In Cambridge and St near, and when they come to London, they always tell me oh it's so noisy and busy here, but I, um, I don't think so i, I i'm <laughs> 'm I'm living, I'm living in Hampstead, um, which is right near Hampstead Heath, and I actually think i'm living in the country. It feels so quiet and um, and, and, and like living in a village but Lifestyle-wise, I mean, for me, I mean, having a child changes your life anyway. So I, we had a baby. He's, um, you know, as he's grown up, my whole life changed because of him anyway. My priority has been to put him to bed every night and to be there in the morning for him, and and I've really enjoyed being a, you know, a kind of present full time father. But it had that changed my life because before that, I would have been out at nine, eight o'clock. Uh, in, by 8 o'clock at a meeting of some sort, by 12 o'clock having a business lunch, 6 o'clock doing a talk at some event somewhere, you know, so, so my life changed partly because of not location, but, but um, my priority list. And, um, but England itself, it is a very different pace of life, um, even in London where people think it's fast, it's not fast. You know it is it is it's very nice I like it at this stage in my life I like this pace of England at this stage of my life but for um, younger me it know I realize it's, it's too slow Asia was you know, it's fast and you are you know you're working all day every day there's no such thing as Saturday and Sunday you just don't people don't think of things in that context so now when I see you know I see people like Monday to Friday working Saturday Sunday off um, it all feels quite quite slow but as I say at this stage of my life um, I'm quite happy with that
0: And we'll find out more about the Good Luck Club podcast next week with Simon Squibb right here on the Pod 20. The podcast this week is at number 12. At number 11, it's the Adam Buxton podcast. Adam's latest ramble chat is with Fran Healy from Travis. And at 10, it's Newscast from the BBC. Let's check in with this week's special guest, Amy Frost, from the Horse Hour podcast. What podcasts do you listen to, Amy?
3: Well, one of my favorites is comedy, and there's this girl called Anna. Apparently, she's really famous. I didn't realize until after I started listening to her podcast. So, she's an actress, she's a film producer, she's an author, and she's a podcaster, and she's been... Where's she from? America. Okay. Clearly, I don't like English. (laughs) I don't know. We
0: the, the American podcasts do, when I listen to them, seem to talk to people a bit more one-to-one. There are certain British podcasts, certain British podcasts actually that I like that tend to be a little bit twee, a little bit mm. middle class, a bit talking down or trying to be posh, whereas the Americans just seem to talk how they are. They, they are take it or leave it. This is how I am. They're not trying to impress. And I think, so true. yeah, I think that makes podcasts, which are the ultimate one-to-one audio experience. I think it just makes them a bit more, I don't know, a bit warmer and a bit, you, you get a bit closer to those kind of podcasts.
3: Yeah. And because they're raw and authentic. Yeah, and that's what I love about Anna is that she's so real. You, that you, that even the editing—I'm sure there's some editing that goes on, but it's limited editing. So you get the ums and the yards, and you get the mistakes, and but you—you you feel like you're really there in the room with them. And I just think it's great. She—she's actually known for being in some a lot of movies, actually in the scary movie films. I don't remember back in you know in the millennium, two thousand to two thousand and six. Later, she's been an Alvin and the Chipmunks. She was the birth mon- mother to Monica and Chandler's twins in Friends in 2004. Okay. So, so, you know, she's she's known for being a, a funny actress.
0: She's got form, um, yeah.
3: And she's great. Her podcast is titled Anna Faris, but I don't know if she's Anna Faris or Anna Farie or Anna Farai. <laughs> you know when you don't know... <laughs> I just know her as Anna. But Anna is unqualified. That's the name of the podcast. Um, And what she does is she interviews people and gives advice on relationships. But it's moved on from that. It's more than just relationships. It's just life advice. She talks about some of her experiences, but she also has super cool guests. Some of her guests are Casey Wilson, who was in Happy Endings, Bride Wars, Marry Me. She's recently had Pamela Adlon from Better Things, King of the Hill and Californication. And Jason Biggs, who is renowned for being on American Pie. Um, He's also been in Orange is the New Black and Outmatched. So they're all really, really talented people and they've got some good stories. Well, thanks for sharing, Amy.
0: We'll talk about someone who did a bit of oversharing on your podcast the equestrian who became a stripper that's on the way in a bit number nine on the pod 20 this week do no harm melissa bright thinks she's living every parent's worst nightmare when her five-month-old baby tumbles from a lawn chair and hits his head on the driveway but after she rushes him to the hospital a new nightmare begins The brights are thrust into a medical and legal system so focused on protecting children from abuse that they target innocent parents. Do No Harm is at number nine. Number eight is Happy Place from Fern Cotton. And number seven, Spanner and Spoon, the cartoon podcast featuring the many voices of Tom Clark Hill. Tom, you're originally from the USA. You moved to the UK from Los Angeles. And tragedy hit. How long were you here before you lost your wife?
2: Well, we had two kids when we got here. My second son was four months and my oldest was four years. And then uh, we had a a daughter and another son. And my youngest son was six when Jackie got diagnosed in 2005. And then she passed away. She lasted five years and she passed away in, in 2010.
0: And how did you make it through that without having a drink or going off the rails or saying to hell with it, let's let's go back to the States? How did you keep it all together and, and on track?
2: Well, the, um, the program teaches us that uh, the root of our disease isn't uh, alcohol. It's selfishness and self-centeredness. Okay. And so for me to uh, go off the rails and and, and start... Uh partying and getting drunk to escape my feelings and stuff and not be of service to my kids would have been total selfishness, you know yeah, and um, and that's what I was gonna say too when we were talking about it earlier, you know, somebody like you would probably be just considered a heavy drinker, yeah that you all of a sudden something and it says it in the book too there's you know there's social drinkers heavy drinkers and then the real alcoholic I and see. for the real alcoholic alcohol is not the problem it's the solution i don't like life on life's terms so i medicate myself with alcohol or all that other stuff and and just to change the way i feel and after a while it it becomes it has an energy and a life of its own to where i don't have a choice anymore like that day you said, I'm just not going to drink today. You didn't. Yeah. But for me, it, it, I would have to have something else to do. And what, what AA does, it doesn't tell you how not to drink. It tells you what to do instead. Right. And what I have to do instead is clear away. That I have to surrender to a power greater than myself. It doesn't have to be God. It doesn't have to be Jesus, Buddha, Mohammed, the oak tree in the garden or something like that. It could just be your conscience. you Because know? every time somebody does self, something self-destructive and you ask him you say wasn't there a little voice telling you not to do that not to not hurt yourself and they go yeah and i say well that can be your higher power until you have a deeper sort of a level of understanding of spirituality you know so if i if i ask myself you know okay my wife's dying um this hurts a lot you know should i medicate myself what do you think higher power and he'll say no you you selfish little jerk <laughs> Yeah. Go hug your kids, man. You know, yeah. go help somebody else, man. Be a service, you know. And and I, and I was surrounded by um, people in the program that could see it. Like even over the years when uh, the care kind of got to me as well i wasn't eating right somebody told me man you look terrible you better start eating better and taking care of yourself you know or else you know the whole thing about when the plane's going down you put the air mask over your face first yeah. then help the kids that sort of thing yeah you know we need we need people to pull us up on that in life too people that care about us you know and i and i was because of the program i was surrounded by guys like that men and women you know
0: wow and you got through it what a yeah. thing! I can't even my, imagine what that. Yeah, my be like.
2: kids, my kids bounce back quicker than me. Yeah. You know, but but um, yeah, it's been a, it's been ten years. We, um, August thirtieth, it was ten years since she passed away, and um, you know, but you know, it's it's the whole thing. You know, uh, I read a book called the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. You know, and it talks about how Western people we we avoid death at any cost you know and we avoid aging you know uh, all the products we sell the fountain of youth you know and and then we hide away our our old people you know and stick them in a home somewhere whereas a lot of other cultures you know you even if your your mom or your dad had dementia and like that you know that'd be, that'd be part of the deal you know you'd you'd take care of them you know mm-hmm. and here we're we're shown to just kind of push it out of the way don't think about it that sort of thing too so um it changed that That whole experience made me a lot more um, acceptant that, you know, we're all going to die, you know, and and every and the only thing you can expect is change. Mm. And that drummer that I was talking about, you know, he told me something that, that uh, the Buddhists kind of the way they look at life or a way of something that he does because, you know, and a part of part of the, the AA program or, or part of, of is that you reach out to people. You try to help somebody else um, on a daily basis and, um, prayer and meditation, that sort of thing. But I, one day I didn't feel like calling anybody on the program. I just called, I called uh, Steve because he seems like one of the most peaceful guys I've ever met, you know? And I said, so what What do you do? And he goes, well, we've got a thing called PIX, P I K S and P stands for precious life. Like every day you wake up, hey, that's precious, you know? Don't take it for granted. Your heart's still breathing, beating, your your lungs are still breathing. You got a chance to be uh, happy and joyous and free in the moment, that sort of thing. And then I stands for impermanence, is that no matter what, everything's going to change. K stands for karma. And, uh, you know, you, there's other ways, you know, the Bible says, as you reap social, you sow, and you know, and and also, you know, if if you feel your head full of a bunch of negative stuff, next thing you know, a lot of negative stuff starts happening, or you just can't get out of a rut. And then the last one was uh, samsara or suffering, is that there's always going to be suffering in life, and that that um, you know, a lot of people get sober and then think the world owes them a living. Yeah. You know. Oh, so, I get sober. I stop. I stopped drinking a case of Jack Daniels every day and now I got to pay my taxes, (laughs) you know, you know, all this stuff. You know, it's like we're very childish, you know, Um, people, addicts, addicts in the, in their, in their addiction bubble are very childish, man. You know, it's all about that sort of thing. So as long as I realize that every day is precious, uh, it's impermanent, um, if I, if I put out good stuff, I'll get it back sooner or later and that uh life ain't fair so just deal with it whatever's coming down the the thing and that's what i did with jackie you know
0: and you, you moved on and you have a new wife now yeah so life life is good right now
2: it's all right man one day at a time yeah this this and, and it, just this whole um this whole uh lockdown has been a, an interesting time as well man watching you know people that that uh Thought they had all their ducks lined up, you know, all the all the anybody that performs, yeah, you know, it's it's just like the rug rug's been ripped out from underneath them, yeah. And um, I was lucky enough; I, I got a, a <laughs> I had a, a a company call me up to uh, to do a nature uh, series, and I I can't say what it is or, or what happened because it, it's still not out there yet or something like that. But they said, uh, you know, we've got this cutting edge thing, and we're looking for a real. Top shelf sort of a star to voice it and I said yeah, and they said wonder if you could do the placeholders till we find one
0: (laughs) Talk about give with one hand and slap you with the other Yeah,
2: yeah. and I wow and I said you know so that (laughs) my my ego said ouch and uh, And my pocketbook said yes, and uh, and I did it and and the guy that they got in fairness was a lot younger and also he's a movie star and a TV star and also, what he does, some of the movies that he's done make it so that he's the perfect guy to kind of, kind of do this series, you know?
4: Right. And, Can you say who that um, is?
2: No, not okay. yet. And uh, but luckily, um, too, is that uh, they. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't even go on anymore. But anyway, <laughs> I had that thing to do, and then yeah. also some. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was was uh, doing virtual online horse racing right so they they got like footage of old races instead of they changed the uh, the names to numbers you know yeah. so coming around the final turn number three is passing number nine and across the line it's seven right that yeah sort of stuff so I they used to have that ago. at
0: Botlin's holiday camps years ago they used to have canned horse racing and they did it yeah. that way they they redid the commentary with the, just the numbers yeah and you bet yeah, on yeah. the numbers yeah
2: so I did that and then yeah. uh, some radio ads you know some radio ads kept going through the thing but not as much so I i have done, okay, man. You know, luckily, one day at a time. Knock on wood. It's
0: it's weird. There's something I've got into recently is because just before uh, lockdown, I was I was running a radio station in London. I was the program director, <laughs> and and they fired me, which is what happens in radio every now and again. Tends to yep. happen. And so we went on holiday to New Zealand, and that was a disaster because you know. It, it, lockdown happened kind of at that time and we were oh, we were due to go to a radio convention in los angeles where i was due to meet people and we were had some friends to meet in sydney and some of them were radio people because we used to live in australia and we couldn't get to australia because they brought in a that you couldn't go in without quarantine and everything anyway we came back and it's, it's like and now i'm out of work and you know there's there's like everyone Interviews I had set up with the BBC and that no one wants to talk to you and you know everything's on hold, yeah. so I started looking online what I could do and I found you can do audio books, yeah. and I've got seven for sale on already right now. Oh,
2: good for you, man! Yeah,
0: and I've I've been loving. It. I was doing one this morning. I was doing a um, a business one on how to deal with remote workers this
2: morning. Are and you so, editing them yourself?
0: Yeah, produce the whole thing. You do yeah. you do the whole thing and then they you, you get a, a price per finished hour and it works out okay and it's it you know it's been great and that's something i would never have got into and i've done some fabulous books i did a time travel one a few weeks ago it was good fun and i did all the characters and stuff so cool man. There's, there's opportunity sometimes the world forces you into you know making decisions you wouldn't normally take and you just have to yeah. go with what's there and what's going good It's the Pod 20, the definitive countdown of the top 20 podcasts. At number six this week, No Such Thing As A Fish, the award-winning podcast from the QI offices. At five, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's lockdown parenting hell. Parenting, just not as you know it. Let's check in with this week's special guest, Amy Frost from the Horse Hour podcast. On your show, Amy, you talk to equestrians... Who's been the most interesting?
3: A really inspiring girl. She's 25. Her name's Adrienne Aldord, and she's one of the top riders for the USA team. And she talks about her struggles with mental health growing up, both for herself and her family, and how she ended up having to work in an industry that um, she never expected she would, um, to be able to keep to her dream of being able to ride and compete and pay for her horses.
5: I'm open and okay with what I had to do. But the thing is, is like, I know the way the horse industry is. I don't feel like they are ready <laughs> for it. So, you know, I was 18 and a half years old, like with next to no money and I had to move out. I couldn't stay with my family. I didn't have a horse. So like I, I went for a year. I, I danced at night. I was, you know, a stripper for a year, you know, and I'm okay with that. Like, cause I know, it made me who I am, made me strong, right? But you wouldn't believe the amount of people that will judge you for it and be like, well, you know, there was other ways. But how in the world as an 18-year-old are you gonna make enough money you know, to support yourself, rent, support a horse, and build up for a career? And, and then other people are like, oh, it's easy money. It's not easy money. I would literally have to go to work at 6 p.m., work till 3 a.m., four days a week, and then I still had like five or six horses I was riding. So for like a year, I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> do, I was
3: just you know working. What, Adrian, I don't think you're the only girl that's had to do that. I think you're I'm just not. the only one that's brave enough yeah. to, to say, you know, this is, this is what I had to do to survive. Yeah. Because at that point in your life, it's not even about the riding, you know, yeah, you're riding as well, but it's about paying the bills.
5: Yeah. And then not just, you know, even if you went and got a retail job, that's not enough to, that's barely enough to scrape by. You'll never, you'll be stuck in that. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're not going to make enough off of a working student job. So you really find yourself in a predicament where you're stuck. It's like, do I want to just be getting by for the rest of my life? Or do I want to achieve my dreams? And so I've always been someone who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way, always find a way. I think that there's no reason to make excuses. I think if you really want something, you you find a way to do it. Mm. And so is that my boyfriend at the time was actually the one who was like, you should, and I was, I mean, looking back on it and the person I wasn't, I cannot believe I was brave enough to do it. Honestly, like I was so not like that. Right. But I'm like, you know what? He's right. Where else are you going to make that kind of money at that age, completely on your own? And I wanted to be in a situation where I could support myself and do my dreams.
3: He told you to do that. (laughs)
5: <laughs> yes. i hope yes. you
3: kicked him out oh, i hope he's not in your life break. anymore I, no 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 oh no my i'm very goodness. single yeah yes yeah. good yeah, you for know. You. Know. like
5: what yeah. an, oh my god i've got so many words for that boy I know, I know. Yeah, I had some, I had some really bad relationships.
3: Adrian, how did you keep yourself safe at that point? Because, gosh, I think of girls that I know at eighteen, and you know the thought of them uh, having yeah. to go in these in these very unsafe places, and you know that just, I, I, my heart literally goes for you right now. Like, I, I how did you keep yourself safe? Oh,
5: it was honestly, I think God. <laughs> I'm, mean, I'm not kidding. I really think that there was someone watching over me because, and again, like I was never, I was never involved in anything bad prior. Right. Like I always like knew my goals, but you're in that industry. It's you're all around it. Right. And there are a lot of girls that were like me that just, you know, they're in nursing school. They have kids. Like they're there for a reason. They're Mm. not there to be like low lives and they're not, Mm. but yeah, they mean they're, you're around drug dealers And I was around a lot of that, even though I, you know, I never did any drugs ever, but it's all around you. And actually, the last night I worked there, one of the girls got followed home and shot in the face and murdered.
0: Horse Hour is about a lot more than just horses. I'm Graham Mack and this is the Pod 20, the definitive countdown of the top 20 podcasts and we're into the top four. At number four, Freakonomics Radio, the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. At three, the rest is history. Tom Holland, and Dominic Sandbrook question why the West no longer has civil wars and whether Richard Nixon was more like Caligula or Claudius At number two AmeriCast Emily Maitlis and John Sopel follow the latest twists in the ongoing US election And at number one For the fourth week in a row Shagged, married, annoyed. The only way Rosie and Chris Ramsey can have a conversation without being interrupted by a toddler or ending up staring at their phones is by doing a podcast. This week, Rosie has a new song to share with Chris with some help from the PM, has a lockdown quiz and they discuss jacket potatoes versus toasties and male personal hygiene. That's it for episode 29 of the pod 20. Thanks to this week's guest podcasters, Amy Frost, Tom Fordyce, Simon Squibb and Tom Clark Hill. If you'd like to watch extended video chats with my guests, check them out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Next week's guests are the father and son team of painters and decorators called Trevor and Ryan. They'll be on to talk about their podcast, which is called Two Decorators and a Microphone. And guys, you talk about everything on your podcast, including the pride that tradespeople have in their work and how that shows up through history.
6: Because Ryan's subscribed to a magazine. Yeah. What's it called? Traditional Paint Forum. And it goes back to like historical decorators. Yeah. And in a previous podcast, we spoke about what's that bloke called? You probably can't remember him, sir. Oh, I my notebook. He was a sir. He was a decorator that become a sir. Right. Anyway, I had the other day that there's a cathedral in Exeter that when they rent to renovate the scene, it was a bit like yeah. all painted in a mural. In, in the eye of an angel, there were, I think it was 16 different color blues in the eye. And this was so far up in the yeah ceiling, you wouldn't even notice it. But the bloke, the the the, the decorator, there painted it. Yeah. Six,
0: yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. It's six, about it's about that pride. Yeah. yeah.
6: It's a it's it's uh, yeah. From the floor, but once you got up close, they realised that that's yeah. how much detail well, they, and time and pride he'd taken in his job. They like doing that because this will, we talked about this on the podcast, but I'll tell you, Graham. Um, in the royal, old Royal Naval College in Greenwich, in London, on one of the ceilings, it was done for uh, Queen Anne. So there's like this royal portrait, Queen Anne's up there, and then across her chest is the, the painter's name. He signed <laughs> it in just a <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where he put his signature.
6: <laughs> <And so he laughs> from the ground, but when they went up there to do the renovation work and had the scaffold up, they could see his name written across there. I thought that, like, it yeah. never changes. That was in the 16th century. Good <laughs> 500 years ago, still laughing at jokes like that. And I, to be fair, I think I'd do the same. Yeah. Even now, you would do it doing a couple it. of balls. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I told you, we are, it is, we're yeah. just
0: a strange bunch. Two decorators and a microphone with Trevor and Ryan, my special guests next week on the Pod 20. And what will happen on the podcast chart next week? Will Shagged Married Annoyed? Still be at the top of the chart for a fifth week? Maybe your podcast will be at number one. Find out with me, Graham Mack, and influence the chart by making a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk.
3: Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told